You are listening to the Rising Phoenix podcast. This is a podcast about maternal mental health. Disclaimer, we are not professionals. We are moms who've experienced this ourselves and want to share our stories and stop the stigma. Heads up, some content may be triggering. We are recording from the Stone Sheba podcast studio in Provo, Utah. Check them out on Instagram for more info on our podcast and more. Hey everybody, it's Leslie and Lindsay, and we are here with Brooke and Justin. Hi. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Just trying to make it awkward for everybody here. Um, So let's just go ahead and get started. So you guys have three kids. Three Three kids, one on the way. Three and a half. I mean, congratulations. Thank you. (laughs) I'll just kind of get started. Yeah. Did you have postpartum with your first? So, um, no, I didn't actually. So we um, got married and right away Justin was like, okay, I'm ready for kids when you are. And I was like, okay, both of my sisters were pregnant within three months of being married. So I'm like, let's wait that long at least. (laughs) Let's beat that record. Um, it was probably like six months before I got pregnant and, um, had our first baby. Like I felt like super mom. (laughs) Like I was like, I, quit my job um and I was like man I am rocking this I am made to be a mom like this is what I'm here for (laughs) and um never struggled I like people always say like is it harder one to two and so many people think having one baby like rocks your world like whatever this is the easiest thing ever I do what I want I can tote this little baby around with me like I was made to be a mom and so he was probably about nine months old when I got pregnant again because I was like let's do this I'm so good at this <laughs> like um so got pregnant again and so this time it was a girl they are 19 months apart she rocked our world so she's hard. still rocking our world she, <laughs> yeah she is She's three years old now, but she's rocked our world every day since the day she was born. But um, she was super hard baby. She had reflux really bad, and we didn't really know that because she was, like, not necessarily a typical reflux baby. I don't know. Maybe there's no typical reflux baby, but I I just didn't recognize the signs of it because her signs were different, I felt like. One of them was, I felt like she would always just kind of stop breathing and, like, gasp for air. And I'm like, that's so weird. Like, as a baby, you feel like they should just know how to breathe. (laughs) People kind of kept saying stuff about reflux. And I'm like, yeah, but she honestly didn't spit up a ton at the time. But I finally started researching reflux. And that was one of the things that I read about was, like, the whole breathing thing. I'm like, that's so weird. But we finally got her on medication. And it was like a whole different baby. Like before that, I with her, I literally cried every single day for six weeks. Like I was just like, I don't, this isn't a baby. I don't know what this is, but she never slept. Like she would go 24 hour stretches with not sleeping an ounce. Like she cried all the time, just like was so hard. She was such a hard baby. And I was just like, what is this? Like newborn sleep and she's not sleeping and It was so hard and I cried all the time and I was just like this probably is just how it is with two kids like I thought I was super mom and here I am like 
I don't know even what to do with this child. But once we got her on medication, like, changed our lives. And so even through that, I was like, postpartum depression never even crossed my mind. Because I was like, she's just a hard baby, you know. And crying every day for six weeks is normal. Like, yeah, maybe I have the baby blues, but... But that um, would make anybody crazy to it, have a baby right? that cried nonstop. Exactly. And so I was like, that's why it never crossed my mind. Like, right. of course, I'm going to cry every day. This baby doesn't sleep and I don't sleep and I have another kid to take care of. And I experienced things with her, but never thought anything of it. And it's funny because listening to your guys' podcast, like listening to all the other different women. And this is why I love it so much. I'm like... I just, like, every time I listen to it, I just think it's so great that you guys are doing this. But because there's so many things that people go through that I've even learned just from listening that I'm like, yes, I went through that and would have never even thought, like, oh, yeah, that could be postpartum depression or thought, like, I just thought I was crazy or, you know, it was worse than I thought. And, like, these other women went through it and... I don't know. It's just crazy. Because when you're in it, it's just your life. It's just your normal. normal. Because you don't think. And especially with a baby, because you don't know. All babies are different. It doesn't matter if it's number one, number two, number three, number four, number 12. Like, they're all different, and you think. What was it, Justin, what was it like for you to have a baby that threw up all the time, adjusting to two kids, and then watching her kind of be... Did you know she was that sad and having a hard time? Uh, Yeah. She's she's pretty... She wears it. (laughs) pretty she's stubborn yeah but i could tell there was a difference between max and molly mm-hmm. just because she acted differently and and the puking you know it's hard because i mean i'd stay up oh, with the baby the and just a lot of things so i could tell there was something wrong but kind of like she said she's brooke's pretty proud and everything so she just tries <laughs> to handle it herself as well yeah. i am and so i am a very i'll do it myself i'm yeah. fine i don't need help i i don't ask for help i just I just do it and make it work and that's just how I am and so with her like that's just how I was like and I never thought like I said I never thought of it as postpartum depression and I I was just fine figuring it out myself even though I wasn't fine but I mean it wasn't it wasn't even until after baby number three when I recognized that I did have postpartum um depression but mostly anxiety with her that I'm like man I really struggled with baby number two and I would have never did it just go away with number two like what what yeah I I guess I just figured it out I think once we got her on medication like adjusted to life and also one thing with her um which I in the podcast with Brooke, the PSI lady, um, she talks about the things that can trigger postpartum depression, and one of them being, like, moving, and we moved with her when she was three months old, I think, but I feel like that was almost beneficial for me, because we actually moved into my parents' basement, and so we had a little more help, had, um, my parents around but it was still really hard and I also um had surgery at that time on my wrist it was such a mistake but 
lesson learned. Um, I think that I helped th- too because it kept her mind busy because we built the um, basement out mm-hmm. with her dad, and so it kept us busy as well. Oh. We weren't just she wasn't just sitting at home. Or yeah, we were always doing something. Yeah, that's good. So with my wrist surgery, I was like, oh, it's just gonna be this little thing, not a big deal. I woke up from surgery in a cast up to my armpit, and I was like, excuse me? Like, I have a three-month-old baby. I also woke up from anesthesia to hearing her screaming because she would not take a bottle. And they're like, I mean, you shouldn't breastfeed when with the anesthesia, but you have to do what you have to do. And they were trying to give her a bottle, and she was just screaming. So I wake up from anesthesia in this cast that I wasn't expecting a screaming baby and I was just like what did I do but anyways I just I mean I think I just figured things out I just like I said I didn't recognize the postpartum problems and so I just kind of continued with life and figured it out and like we said I'm a very um do-it-myself type of person like I don't need help from anyone (laughs) I'm Poor Justin, I tell him that all the time. I'm like, like you're great, but I I can do things myself without you. <laughs> <laughs> He's the best husband ever. He is. He deals with so much, and but <clears throat> he tries to help as much as he can wherever I let him. <laughs> so, anyways, fast forward a little bit. I just figured it out with her, um, and also I didn't. I mean. I had actually had a sister that struggled with postpartum depression, but um, kind of a little more silently, um, and I didn't, and so she was the only person that I had ever known about, but we never really talked about it, and so, like, I was like, oh, that sucks, but, you know, I knew nothing about it, and so I would have never even thought of, thought of it. So anyways, then I was like, okay, disclaimer, I love babies. I love the baby stage. I, And so I'm like, the second my, I feel like my baby is not a baby, I'm like, I need another one. <laughs> Even after that, you were still, I was just going to ask oh, you, yeah. it, didn't, it didn't like scare you or hold you back to no. want to have another one? Okay, wow. she literally spit up until she was at least 18 months old. Like, I would use blankets. We didn't use burp rag. We used blankets like everywhere we went like I would be embarrassed like going to church I would have this blanket soaked in puke and I'm like I hope nobody sits by me because it stinks like we stink she just pukes so much but it didn't stop me I was like I'm ready for another so stubborn (laughs) I just love babies so anyway so pregnant with my third um And it's funny because I, I mean, I think I got through it, but um, my third is when I actually started noticing things um, and feeling like things were off, but still not putting two and two together that that's what it was. Um, and, and it's funny because listening to the podcast, I've heard about like people having it when they were pregnant and I know I struggled when I was pregnant with my third but I never in fact there was this one time I was with a my friend was cutting my hair and I don't know if she'll listen to this or not but we were talking 
And I wish I could remember. Um, at the time, I think she may have just had a miscarriage. <clears throat> and we were just kind of talking about things. And I was talking about how I just felt like I was in a funk. Like, I was like, I am not a homebody at all. Like, every day I wake up, I'm like, okay, where are we going to go today? Like, I don't care what. Like, I have to get out of the house. I have to do at least one thing out of the house every day or I go crazy. But I I told her, I'm like, I just feel like I'm kind of in this funk. Like, I kind of don't want to do things. And I just, like, <clears throat> don't feel, I don't know, like, I just feel like I'm in a funk and I even said these words which like looking back I'm like hello are you crazy but I told her, I'm like I almost feel like I have postpartum depression but I'm pregnant and so like nothing you know I think nothing of it and and she had kind of said like I kind of am feeling like almost the same way like feeling like I'm in a funk and but same thing like I don't have a baby but just like you, Lindsay, like, <clears throat> someone suffering from a miscarriage, like, your body doesn't know you don't have a baby. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> it's just crazy to me. Like, looking back, every time I think about that, I'm like, I said those words out loud. Like, it's almost like I have postpartum depression. But I was like, but I'm not postpartum. And so, I'm fine, you know. <clears throat> so, and, okay. So, I forgot. This is a little backup. <clears throat> Justin, if you have anything to add, you can. But so We'll start <clears throat> drilling him soon. Yeah. <laughs> this is how it usually goes. I just talk a lot in situations like this. She's normally pretty quiet. <laughs> um, unless it's something that I'm, like, passionate about. So This is your story to tell, so you yeah. tell it. You go. So when we moved into my parents' basement, we're like, this is going to be just a temporary thing you know um sold our house moved in we're like six months maybe a year max like this is just temporary and then um justin had an opportunity to start a business with um someone (laughs) and we were like okay this is this is kind of not our one shot at it but this is our time we don't have a mortgage like we're we're paying very little rent we're in a good financial situation like we um and i'm like you're only getting older like this isn't something you want to do (laughs) (laughs) this isn't something you want to do when you're older and like risk you know a future and a career that's stable so we kind of decided just for him to go for it and um we kind of agreed like starting out if we don't make much money or if there needs to be a little amount of time without pay like we're willing to work for the business and um things went good for a a few months a few days (laughs) (laughs) um gosh you learn a lot in business with you learn a lot about people yep um people that you think i don't may think good of and then you end up not yeah but this this is a good way to filter out family and friends (laughs) (laughs) exactly so um i shouldn't get much into it because i have no good to say justin's 
a little more positive than I am. But <laughs> well, it probably didn't help the timing for you either. Exactly. As far as your so postpartum stuff. So I think that kind of added to it. I mean, I, of course, I was one hundred percent on board. Like, it's okay if you have to work later or you know work more or like he had a pretty flexible job before, and I'm like, I get like you would think have like owning a business or whatever it will be flexible but at the same time you you're you're it you have to do what you have to do so um i was to tried to be totally supportive do you feel yes you did great yeah so um and things just kind of started getting worse we kind of started seeing more shade and his business partner um and the pay started becoming less and less frequent and then just kind of <laughs> stopped coming in. And so then it was kind of to the point where, like, something had to give because shady business partner, we have to, like, it's it wasn't going anywhere for Justin. <clears throat> so, um, but he was able to start working with someone that, their business had been working with so he just kind of shifted from one business to another and so we're like oh this is gonna be great you know we're still good well turns out that person was a hundred times shadier <laughs> oh my gosh guys and so horrible situation <clears throat> um with that business person <laughs> um and then, so things like were kind of getting worse, and then someone else came in, kind of fixed the that guy that was the problem, and offered Justin a job. And so, like, we're still in the clear, we're still good, still making money, you know. Um, so, so, he started, he was doing that, this is while I'm pregnant with number three, and... Um, <clears throat> the so I was being induced on a Monday that Friday before he calls me he's like so I've been paid for the month but I don't have a job anymore so the Friday before you were getting induced yes so oh. what three days Merry before Christmas yeah yeah um they, was it Christmas time too <clears throat> it was December December yeah, yeah. Oh, so okay um luckily I had finished my Christmas shopping because I'm like I want it done before I have a baby <laughs> and um, they were nice enough to pay him for the month <clears throat> which was super nice and I mean I feel like situations like that pregnant not pregnant whatever that's gonna mess with you <laughs> like it was that's rough. a lot of changes that you guys have gone through consecutively with yeah you know moving job 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 baby yeah <laughs> exactly so um living in your in-laws basement for three years <laughs> yes we love them. six months turned into three years six yeah. years oh yeah six months we're just over three years now <clears throat> there's i mean it, it's been a great situation for for what it is like living with my parents justin gets along with them really well or just just start, the dynamics just work really well. So it's been fine, but <laughs> you're still living in, yeah. some, you know. You're not in your own space. Yeah. yeah so, I get it. <clears throat> so anyways, 
here comes baby number three, three days after Justin has been let go from his job. And um, that's the best paternity leave you'll ever have. <laughs> yes. I didn't have to worry about going wow. back to work. Bright at all. side. Yeah. Bright Look side. at the bright side. Yep. Well, and that was the thing. I was like, well, and I, that, I try to look at the positive and I'm like, you know what? Like, you're going to be home. They paid you for a month. We don't have to work. You know, we'll be fine. And you're like, we're not going to have to worry about a holiday schedule or anything. We get to, <laughs> we get to just enjoy Christmas. And, um, so it actually was um, somewhat a blessing in disguise. And so she, so baby number three was a girl. And she actually kind of had a few health issues. Well, and nothing crazy. Um she had like a bump on her back that they were not super concerned about but it was still like we need to do a ultrasound on it or whatever you know our breastfeeding journey was a struggle which um it was a struggle with all three of my kids but I'm super um breastfeeding for me helps me get through things I know a lot of people it makes things so much worse but I I'm like, I will go through hell and back for the first six months because I know that's what's going to get me through the next year (laughs) is um, being able to nurse my baby. And so, and that's pretty much what it is for me for the first six weeks is going through hell and back. (laughs) But, but in my mind, I'm like, I know it's worth it. I know. Um, So with her, she um struggled and <clears throat> which is a struggle for me <laughs> obviously and for Justin because he has to deal with me crying every time I'm trying to feed the baby and I think that's honestly the hardest part <clears throat> in around nursing at all is just feeling like you can't do your job as a woman because it the baby is. won't nurse like it's I know and the worst uh, oh I I'm sure I said that so many times I'm like because and I know like I am 100% a breastfeeding advocate, but I'm also 100% like if it's not for you, that's great. Like yeah. like you always say, you feed your baby and however they need to be fed is how they need to be fed and it doesn't matter. So I'm like so non-judgmental to people that don't breastfeed. I just know for me, I need that because mm-hmm. that's going to get me through the next year. Yeah. So I'm I'm willing to go through like that hard time um but so she was losing weight not gaining weight and so um which that's why it was so nice to have Justin home we had a doctor's appointment every other day a weight check every other day checking her weight and I mean it's 45 minutes to our doctors um but I love my pediatrician so much I'm like I will not find another one um, <clears throat> so it was so nice having Justin home because I had two other kids. We had to be there. Of course, they want you there before it's open because they don't want sick kids around. So it was like 8, 8 a.m. Mm. So, like, we're leaving the house by 7.15, three kids <laughs> in tow. And it was crazy. So doing that, like, every other day, she's not gaining weight and... Like, it was just such a struggle, and I would just cry, and, like, I I just love our pediatrician. He was always like, 
he always told me like you're still a great mom if you have to bottle feed you know and I'm like I know that like I it's not that I don't feel like I'm a good mom it's that I know I need this like we started working with a lactation consultant and (laughs) I actually love her now but the first time I met with her it was like because I felt like my baby she would latch on and like fall asleep instantly and she would never eat and I'm like she just like falls asleep and I said that to the lactation consultant and she's like almost like I was dumb I was like your baby does not fall asleep I'm like excuse me I'm like <laughs> you've never even seen this and I'm like in such a like crazy state in my head that I was just like I wanted to punch her in the face I was like you don't know um she did know for how who knows how she knows that but <laughs> It turns out that I was basically trying to drown my baby, so she would latch on and basically be drowning, and so she wouldn't eat because, like, the milk was coming too fast, and so so she wasn't sleeping. She was just trying to breathe, and <clears throat> anyway, so we got things figured out, but it was, like, would you say the first month? Yeah. And, yeah. And then she got sick. Yeah, so the first month until we finally figured out her gaining weight. I mean, there was a week there where they're like, no breastfeeding. You need to pump, feed her a bottle. We need to figure out if it's you that's the problem, if it's her. It was just so crazy. I think it made it hard, so. too, that I did lose my job, right? I mean, yeah. I tried this career path, and I think mentally for myself, too, and I think I still struggle with it today. Of, I don't know if you call it male postpartum or anxiety. Definitely. I mean, that time of our life. Uh, wreaked havoc on me, I guess, mentally. So on I, everyone, right? And so well, I I'm sure for your, you feel the pressure to provide for your family and the uncertainty of what was going to happen yeah. after that one month of pay ran out. Yeah, you know, that's sure. a lot of stress for you. Yeah, yeah. and you, I mean, how many dads like are home for <laughs> a few days and they're like, oh my gosh, I'm ready to go back to work, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and like, well, she would tell me I was messing up there. Routine. Routine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and yeah, it's, I mean, it's hard on everyone, I feel like. And dad's way cooler. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, when the kids, like, don't want you because dad's around. (laughs) But, um, yeah, so it was, it was nice to have him home. But then at the same time, sometimes I would be like, oh, like, I just want something, I just want normal back. And there was just, I felt like no normal. And, you so can't control anything. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, I'm not a homebody. I I think it kind of drove Justin a little bit crazy because um, I'd always be like, well, we've got like, it's four o'clock and we haven't left the house. Where are we going? And he's like, why? Like, no, we're not going somewhere. I'm like, I'm leaving this house. I'm not. I can <laughs> I can't. And so we just always had to find something to do. And so... He just went back to the job that he had previously left to do all this stuff. Luckily, he had left on good terms, and um, he started work, and um, our little girl got sick. This is when I was, like, losing it, and we were taking her back and forth um, to, like, the suction clinic at the hospital because she... Um, was so congested we were doing that twice a day and again 45 minutes away so we'd go in the morning um, and then take her right before bedtime so that she could kind of sleep at night or so we could all try and get some sleep all of us were just mentally emotionally just drained like 
just so it was just like the perfect storm of everything you know so she gets sick and he was starting back to work on Monday and that's like when she started getting really bad and um my niece was had actually been admitted to the hospital the week before with RSV and I was like so mentally I was prepared for that I was like I know she's gonna be admitted to the hospital like I just know so that he went back to work and I was I took her back to the pediatrician I'm like I just don't know what to do like she's just so sick we're coming back and forth and I finally like just broke down and started bawling and I was like I just I don't know what to do and my pediatrician was like if you're at this point like I'm gonna admit her because it's gonna be so much better for you you're not coming back and forth like he's like I'm I'm doing this for you because like you obviously need it you know and which I appreciate so much now because I'm like as hard as it is to have your child in the hospital especially when you have other kids at home and your husband just started a job the day before um it was like it was just such a relief that I was just like oh my gosh thank you we love his boss he was like you take care of your family gave him like a couple days off you know so he was able to take care of us and um but I feel like that was kind of my breaking point I'm such I'm like a like you're just in survival mode sometimes you know and just like with all of this stuff just going through it it's just like you just have to do it you just have to make it through and so that's what I was doing and then she got better got out of the hospital once like we were kind of in the clear that's when I started like losing it you know I just couldn't take care of myself because I was taking care of my other kids and like just so much was going on and then it was finally like okay now like I realized like now I can take a look at myself and realize like I'm falling apart and so Justin was actually still plowing at this time when he started his new job and so he would plow all night come home shower and go straight to his day job and (laughs) that that's what like put me over the edge because like I went from having him home all the time and being able to help which which was hard but so nice you know and then all of a sudden he's gone all night and all day like if he you know it home for maybe an hour at a time or you know and at those times I'd be like you need to go to sleep because you're going to be plowing all night so it went from that like him being home to it just being me and I remember, I'm sure Justin remembers this vividly too. There was one night, and this is when, like, everything came crashing down. And this is when we all were like, okay, she needs help. Because I was, like, sitting on the couch. I'm sure I was nursing the baby. He was getting ready for, <clears throat> to go out plowing. One of my other two kids like hit me in the face with something and I like lost it I was like Justin I'm losing my shit right now and I just like (laughs) I just like lost it and my mom was was there too because she was gonna help get the other kids to bed and I think everyone was kind of just like 
oh my gosh like she is not okay do you remember this yeah like did you feel like justin before this like did you feel like you kind of saw her like escalate to this because you weren't like because you had to work and you were gone for a lot of it and so you weren't really around her for a lot of it did you feel like it was coming like she was gonna go a little mm. crazy or do you feel like she kind of hit it well a little bit of both yeah like again she she holds things a lot pretty to <clears throat> in a lot and so you could tell like it, with her it's either she blows up or there's nothing right mm-hmm. like <laughs> so you can see it coming right and so i didn't know it's necessarily gonna be a volcano erupting right but yeah. <laughs> and i think too just like day in day out too i think that's one of the hardest things is too is like she said focus on yourself sometimes as parents we're just so focused on what we have to do to provide and take care you sometimes forget and so i think sometimes for us in a relationship right as a couple not that we don't care about each other as much but there's so much else going on mm-hmm. so i think i saw a lot of it but didn't have any idea it was going to be like it was Um, my sister that had struggled with postpartum depression, she was like an angel for me. She like, like my mom obviously talked to her and the next day she called me and she's like, I've got you a doctor's appointment with my doctor at this time. I'll watch the kids like you need help. And which I'm so grateful for that because again, I'm a, I can handle it myself. I'll fix, you know, and I'm like, I don't. I don't know how long it would have been before, even though now I knew that I had lost it and everyone else knew, I don't know that I would have made that step to go see a doctor. So I went and saw the doctor and like they have you fill out this survey and I fill it out and I, I would, I had been crying in the doctor's office and I'm like, this is so stupid. Like I'm, I'm fine. Like this is just stupid, but I remember when the doctor like read my survey thing he's like yeah that's pretty bad and I'm just like oh really like I mean I knew I was struggling but I was like didn't think it was that bad and honestly I think um and this is why it's so great to have this awareness is um like I didn't want to hurt my baby I didn't want to hurt myself and I didn't really feel super depressed um i struggled a lot with anxiety which um i know i was kind of surprised when you said you wanted to do a podcast i was like (laughs) yes i know like i said i'm like i'm just such a shy person until it's something that i'm like passionate about or you know um and i just feel like this is i mean that your podcast has helped me so much just recognizing things that i'm like even now knowing that I went through what I went through I'm like oh my gosh that was something I went through too and I wouldn't have ever lumped it in with mm-hmm. my postpartum depression and anxiety um I just kind of thought I don't know like I remember one girl talking about how she was so angry and like such a mean mom and I remember going through a state of that where I would like my son was refusing naps and I would like be so mean to him and then I would just start bawling because I'm like what am I doing like why am I being so mean (laughs) but I and I'm I would have never even thought of that being part of anxiety or depression and now just like hearing other people going through that I'm like wow it's just like so eye-opening um so 
anyways, I go see the doctor, and my anxiety was really severe. Um, like, what kind of... Do you mind if we dig deep into what you mean by the anxiety? Like, what were you... Were you scared of something, or just, I, like, on I edge all the time? I um, I actually remember, I would always say... I don't know if Justin remembers this, but I remember I would always say, I just literally don't even know how to be a good mom. Like... I would just, I would, like, have so much anxiety because I'm, like, I don't, I don't know what to do. Like, here I am with with one baby, and I'm, like, I was made to be a mom. I am a rock star. And then I'm at this point, and I'm, like, I literally, I don't even know how to be a good mom. And it would stress me out so bad because I'm, like, how am I ever going to learn to be a good mom? Like, I just, I don't even know what to do. And, like, um... I'm not a homebody at all. I I was actually, um, I had a friend that taught a workout class that I was super into, like would go twice a week and hardly miss it. Like for my second and third pregnancy, I went up to almost the day I delivered. Like I, I loved that workout class and I loved the girls in it. And um, after I had my third, I would like struggle. Like I would always make excuses of, why I didn't want to go and why like it would like stress me out and I'm like I love I love this class but I always had an excuse for not going and I'm that's not me at all Mm -hmm. like for the past three years where I had hardly ever missed a class I would plan everything around my class and I was just like it would I don't know just normal things leaving the house where I'm so not a homebody it would stress me out and but not not in ways like I felt like something bad was gonna happen I just like overwhelming maybe. Yeah, yeah yeah things were really overwhelming to me and so <clears throat> I think that's a good way to say it like as a husband you want to fix everything and I could tell there was stuff wrong mm-hmm. but I think <clears throat> in my head I didn't know what it was because like she would say that she felt like she was a bad mom but in all reality you know she was a great mom but it was something internally so i think the moral of the story you just have boys because the boy was the first one and he <laughs> he was really good because you can choose that right yes yeah. yes and so girls are just a lot tougher i think is the moral of the story but <laughs> kidding aside i mean i think as a husband you see that stuff again in we're just in our daily lives trying to um, provide protect and you know do the things we can and so again i'm vocal i'll talk about everything right if brooke's mad i left my shoes out i would love her for her to tell me right but she just holds it in and gets pissed that i left the shoes out right yeah but and so with this it's so wonderful to see now her talking about it yeah you know to see those signs to look back and to, and to see it and and because in that time frame uh, it, i didn't know either she didn't talk to you about it at all uh, yes and no and like did you feel like you could approach her because uh, i know yeah Kind of, but again, she holds it in too, right? Yeah. And I don't think she knew something was wrong. I don't think she knew something was wrong. She just thought, I'm not sleeping, I'm tired. If she doesn't get 13 hours a night, she's (laughs) grumpy gills. It's so true. And so, like, I think some of it is that way too. Like, you just get so used to just doing your daily life. Again, she didn't think. I think with any sort of issue in your life, whatever it is, right, it it can't happen to you, right? Mm -hmm. We always think that and see that and and i think again if if until you go through it and you are aware of it you don't know yeah yeah well and so much of anxiety and depression you can't explain 
You're like, yeah. I just don't feel right. Yeah. Right. Well, and I'm and like, I don't know why I don't want to leave the house. And I don't know yeah. why I want to cry. And I don't know why I don't want to go to my exercise class. I can't yeah. explain why. Yeah. It's just. Especially when it's something that you love to do. And you're like, why? Like, I love to do that. Yeah. But I just like, I just don't. So I can't it's hard make for you to tell go. someone else yeah. when you don't know yourself, yeah. like, what's going on in your head. And I'm like. I'm the type of person, Justin wants to fix things, and, like, so if I'm struggling, like, I would sit there and cry and be like, I literally don't even know how to be a good mom, and he's like, you're an amazing mom, and, like, be so nice and so, like, reassuring for me, and then I would, I would get angry, because I'm like, I'm not asking you to fix it, like, I literally am not a good mom, and you are not helping telling me that I'm a good mom, you know, and so... Don't just say that to be nice to me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm just like, I need to figure out myself how to be a good mom. I don't need you telling me that I already am because I'm not. And I'm going to figure it out myself. And so that's where Justin's so great. He's so patient with me because I'm just so crazy, crazy and stubborn. <laughs> um, but it works because he's very um, easygoing and I am not. <laughs> So he just lets things, lets me be my crazy self. But um, <laughs> it's kind of funny because I've become the crazy one lately. I think Rick will probably tell you that. I think I've I've recently had a bout with anxiety myself, right? And it, it is weird. Like you said, you can't explain it. Like almost a panic attack or I don't know, lashing out at my kids or Brooke or whatever it is, right? Like it's until you've gone through it and recognize it. Like now you try to fix it and it's different it's it's difficult to figure it out because everyone wants to think nothing's wrong with them mm-hmm. but yeah and so it's it, so it's easy to blame it on your circumstance rather than just realizing like it's easy for me to be like oh well it's because of this situation or this situation rather than yeah it's something i need to work through yeah it's sure. not going to stop it's not going to get better it's not going to go away unless i yeah talk about it and i think <sighs> for me too it's not like i've always been uh, in my life like personally i can just handle it right i can put a lot on myself and just figure it out and i don't have to worry and i can do this i'm the i'm the front man i can do it and so for me like we it's funny because you know she goes through all those things that we did and we're still doing and it's like wow that was a lot but i i personally i've never thought oh it's because of this and i think it's more of an internal mental thing of is i can do this i don't know if that's a, a a guy tendency to say nothing's wrong with me but it's funny listening to you say that because that's the exact same right. thing she yeah. said you guys are so yeah. similar that yeah. way that well, you're like i got this it's so funny I because i can figure it out like now where i i mean i feel like i have myself under i'm on medication i may never get off medication the rest of my life and which blows my mind listening to some people where they're like i felt fine and i decided to go off medication myself that terrifies me. I'm like, yeah, don't do it. I don't even <laughs> want to go talk to a doctor about getting off this medication because I don't want to turn back, back to into that. that. Yeah. And so I, um, but so now that I, I mean, I feel like I'm pretty in a pretty stable place. Um, I mean, I have my moments, but so when I see Justin struggle, I'm like, I, I feel the same way. Like I want to fix it and I want, you know, and he and so it's funny how like the tables can turn and mm-hmm. and so I'm like I understand I understand now and just like some of the things that can trigger him that I'm like so what like so the kid I don't know like 
so they spilled chips on the floor and like they're kids you know but then I'm like I've been through that and I like it's just funny how when you're in it it's a totally different world than when from the outside um but and it's nice I think it's nice now knowing what I struggled with and having it out there and like my my family knows we talk about it all the time and I've told them like I am pregnant right now I'm having the baby the beginning of November our house is supposed to be done middle of November like all of this stuff and I'm like I'm prepping myself and I'm prepping everyone around me I'm like I am going to lose it like you guys need to check in on me <laughs> like I'm like you all need to be prepared and on top of that both of my sisters are actually having babies um from two weeks from now and then one between me and that sister and so we're there's going to be these three little newborns and we like, all girls let me just point ha- that all out girls. <laughs> we all we all help each other um and i'm like we're all going to be losing our shoes like yeah. we and so i'm like like we i don't know i'm just like trying to prepare everyone around me i luckily i'm on medication now and like i rec i i hope that i will be able to recognize things and i'm kind of preparing for that and preparing people around me and so i'm hoping but i this think just sorry and cut you off, but just her knowing too right that's huge yeah. right because baby two and three uh, like with baby two i mean it was different right there yeah. was just different circumstances second baby girl you know just those other things like oh, yeah. just the differences and then third baby some circumstances and so again uh, i'm grateful for her recognizing it and you know her having something like this to listen to yeah. because she can consistently be aware of it yeah. because i think that's with anything if, if you know then you can like she's saying now have some sort of a game plan to attack it instead of trying to play defense yeah and having to make up for it yeah like i to be able to know who you can talk to yeah exactly and i mean i even when it comes to moving i'm like i i hope they're a little bit late on our house because like moving with a two-week-old baby Mm. you know but i in my head i'm already like i know my priorities when i move into a new house i need to know where my baby stuff is i don't care if we eat out every single night for two months if we have to like i need to do what i need to for my survival Mm -hmm. yeah and so i'm kind of preparing for that now knowing what i'm gonna have thrown at me when i have a baby so i think that um that's kind of the nice thing i mean nobody wants to go through it nobody should have to go through it it's it's such a horrible thing and it's just so sad that people go through it but I think at least if you go through it hopefully it teaches you something and you can kind of recognize that more um so and like I said with your podcast I just every time I listen to I'm like either crying or I'm just like feel so empowered because I'm like everyone needs to know this like I mean even me going through things would have never I mean I I used to think postpartum depression you want to kill yourself or your baby that's what it is you know and so the thought never even crossed my mind even when I flat out said like I feel like I have postpartum depression but I, I don't because I didn't have a baby I'm pregnant I you know all these things when it's such 
it's so much more than just that and especially where I struggled with anxiety a lot it's not just postpartum depression it's postpartum anxiety like OCD whatever you know so many different things um <clears throat> so I just everyone needs to know everyone needs to know about it everyone needs to just know that everything every story is different and there's hope there's so many people willing to help like I mean I've <clears throat> just with different things I've reached out to like on Instagram to the Emily effect like reached out to them and was like I I need help with this I need a resource for this and they were so great and mm-hmm. like all these things and there's I mean there's so many resources out there that like there's a treatment center in like Draper or something that is for maternal mental health and I'm like I would have never known I mean doctors didn't even know about that you know Mm -hmm. I'm like it's just it needs to be out there more because I think um like the podcast with your mom Leslie like she's she talks about how that didn't used to be a thing and so even like moms of us that are having babies like they they don't know what to do they want to help but they don't know you know I mean when you see someone going through that I think nobody knows what to do necessarily so I think it's so great to kind of just make people aware so they can help in whatever way whatever it takes you know yeah and I think um Justin, you didn't break the cycle with the boys with your family, but you're the first you're the first man on the podcast. Yes. <laughs> so you broke the cycle. <laughs> but I think too, like and this is why I'm so grateful that you're willing to be on here and to talk and be totally honest about stuff because husbands wanna fix it. And I think mm-hmm. honestly, if they knew or when they know and they don't know how to handle it sometimes. Yeah. And maybe they do and we don't let them or whatever. The circumstance is different for everybody, but I think what I really, really want is to somehow find a way, not that husbands are necessarily going to just jump out and listen to this, but maybe through their wife or for their wife or in secret and not tell anybody, whatever. Yeah. But to know from a husband's perspective, like, I think it would have made a difference for the dads to know, and it, it will, for the dads to know they can get depression and anxiety oh, yeah. too. Because it's not just an adjustment. It's a huge change for them too. Yeah. So... I just like I really appreciate what you're saying and I think so like for you for now where you're at like what do you feel like you do to self-care for you for your anxiety and your adjustments and things like do you feel talking about it has helped you like where are you at with that um yeah no I'm I'm still trying to figure it out like uh I'm with Brooke I went and saw a doctor and he's been great um actually I have a follow-up appointment tomorrow so I'm on some medicine too but I've always been a big believer. I hate taking medicine. I don't want to change me, right? And the nice thing is it hasn't changed me necessarily. Um, if I forget to take the medicine, I feel weird, but that's my <laughs> own fault, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> but it, it, the nice thing is it hasn't changed me, like my personality or anything like that. And so that's huge, right? Because I think a lot of times, you know, you hear to, you give a kid Ritalin and it changes him, right? Yep. And some of those things. And, and luckily, I think medicine's come so far. There isn't that, right? So I'm still trying to balance it out. Like, I, I'm my number one goal is to take care of my family right take care of Brooke take care of my kids um I'm the last on my list and I think that's one area I need to do better and Brooke's super great I don't work out so but if I did you know she'd tell me go work out right (laughs) uh and so I think personally I need to figure out how to 
take care of myself like Brooke said Mm -hmm. and and I think as a mom her feeling that she is a good mom is a benefit to her Mm -hmm. she struggled the most when she felt like she wasn't a good mom even though she was a good mom right and she's a great wife as well and and so for me I don't know what it is if it's working out you know finding some sort of hobby whatever it is I just I hate thinking of that because I don't know I just don't want to I, I don't he care doesn't about myself. do anything that for himself that takes time away from his family mm-hmm. and and where I <laughs> I don't do this anymore I don't work out anymore because the class that I went to isn't taught anymore but um that was like I finally realized it's okay for me to go and do something for myself and and now like I've started doing girls nights um I have like two different groups that I do girls nights with and it's nice to like not feel that guilt like it's like we're doing a girls night this Mm -hmm. night and you get to handle whatever comes your way and I'm gonna go (laughs) I'm gonna go do something for myself and not feel guilty about that and I try to get him to do that but he he'll be like well, I'm going to go see a movie at 10.30 at night so you guys are all asleep. And I'm like, like it's okay it's okay to take time away yeah. from your family to do something for yourself because you you can't pour from an empty cup. You yeah. have to take it's care of yourself. the oxygen mask. Yeah. Once a month. <clears throat> so you know? we're, we're working on that, finding something. It benefits your family when you take care of yourself. It does. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> it's hard though. So do, I think it's awesome though to see you guys' dynamic of how you talk about stuff and talk about things. And I don't know. I just think that's really cool. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I can't say enough good things about your podcast. I just, Thank but you. like even since listening to your podcast, like I feel like Jess and I have even talked about our situation more, especially knowing we were going to come on here. Mm-hmm. It's nice to kind of talk things over and kind of like, I don't know. Just kind I, of. I think that's on Brooke's side, right? I've always been an open book. No offense to Brooke, right? <laughs> but I'll talk about anything. I don't really care, right? Like, if something's bothering me, I'll bring it up. I'll talk about it. Brooke's kind of always been a little more closed off. I don't. I don't want to talk about it. I want to fix it myself. Yeah. And like, and when so, I don't want to be mad about it anymore, I won't be mad about it anymore. But I'm just gonna like worry about that internally, and then. So you I think know. that's helped me too, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Shout out to the podcast because that helped me too because. Again, you know, even just, I don't know, a few months ago, months ago, I don't know, time frame. But she did, you know, open up and start saying things to me, right? When before, it would have been more, we've had a blessed relationship where we haven't fought a ton. Because I'm so easygoing. Um, <laughs> it's so true. But, like, we don't fight a ton. Right? Arguments, right? Like, yeah. every couple has. Um, but it was good because normally the time we would have those arguments and that's when we end up having you know a discussion and she finally said to me you need to fix yourself right <laughs> check and yourself before yeah. you wreck yourself yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's true right and so it was nice you know because again there's ways you can tell your partner whatever right that hey you're a little crazy right now mm-hmm. right i always told brooke when we were dating you know when the guys have to figure out how much crazy they want to deal with and the girls have to figure out how much dumb they want to deal with right <laughs> and so really it's it's what it is right you can help each other out and 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 do it in a loving way just because you're crazy and someone tells you you're crazy it's not a negative right in in our cases it was a positive it's a little bit harder i think for a guy to tell a girl she's crazy but at the same point 
it's Luckily, been great. Luckily, I had to cut. I cut well, I mean, I've said from day one, I know girls are crazy. I know I'm crazy, but I, I feel like I'm I'm a g- good level of crazy. So um, yeah, it keeps you on your feet, I, Justin. Come yeah, on, it does. Like, it does. the men need some crazy in their life. Amen. But um, it and that was that was the thing where I had gone through it. It was, it was like kind of a way that I felt like I could approach Justin and be like, I, th- because he is so anti-medication i'm like excuse me i'm on medication like (laughs) i'm just fine you know like look at the difference in me like and it it took a while but i it took a lot of me being like why won't you go see a doctor why won't you know why won't you take care of yourself like obviously it's beneficial and um like he's seen it benefit me and so that i mean not that i would ever wish that upon someone but it i i am almost grateful that i went through that so that i have been able to recognize that and tell justin like it's okay like it's okay to be on medication up like if you're on medication the rest of your life i probably will be too like our kids have crazy parents and that it is what it is and so you're um, really crazy if you don't do anything about it yeah, yeah and so it's it's nice to be able to recognize that and take care of yourself and be able to help other people mm-hmm. whether it be a spouse or a family member or a friend like i mean how many like with you and Lindsay, like Lindsay didn't recognize it and you were the one that said i think you have postpartum depression if you had not gone through that she may have never known and maybe yeah. never taken yeah. care of herself and so sometimes it takes you going through things to be able to help other people as hard as it is to go through them it's a blessing in disguise so that you're able to help other people. Yeah. We hear that with the, and thank you for saying that. We hear that with a lot of the feedback that we get with this podcast is it like gives someone the words. Yeah. To explain how they felt. Like mm-hmm. they, you know, you felt like garbage. Yeah. But like to hear a podcast and be like, yes like there's that's someone my else like, like yes it yeah. almost heals you to hear someone say their story because it's like that's my story it's almost like you're telling your own story when you hear someone on a podcast share it's like and you yes. you don't have to feel so ashamed like so yeah. ashamed that I would yell at my son because he wouldn't take a nap mm-hmm. like I was so I would just like and I was telling Leslie and Lindsay before this I'm on steroids right now for a health issue but like it's like roid rage and i i feel that now but i'm like i felt like i would go through things like that like you lash out and then you're bawling because you're like what am i doing like that's not me and it's just i don't know until you maybe hear someone else say that then you're like oh my gosh like yes i went through that and i never thought anything of it or never you know i didn't know what it was until someone else voiced that for me Mm -hmm. i went to an event this weekend and the speaker at the event said that to live is to suffer and the reason why we go through these this these trials that we go through is so that we can relate to others who are going through things no matter how bad it sucks and sometimes it's really sucky but um we even had a do you remember um ashlyn's podcast she was in the heat of like this 21 day 
panic attack Mm -hmm. and she said that one of her friends pinned her down and was like and she said I don't want to do this anymore why am I going through this and her friend pinned her down and said so that you can help other people Mm -hmm. like Like on top of her holding her down and we just have to realize that no matter how sucky it is it's not going to be that way forever yeah and that yeah like just like we've said you're going to help so many other people by sharing your story so many people are going to relate to you that's why I'm willing to do this and so open about it because, like Justin said, I'm usually a pretty quiet person. I mean, until you get to know me and then I don't stop talking. But um, I just, like, I'm not, because I'm a quiet person, I'm not just going to go up to someone and be like, I think you have postpartum depression. Yeah. Like, this is what I'm going to do to help you. That's not, like, I've tried to do better. I I actually heard from a lady that was a maternal mental health therapist um I went to a class and she said she helped all these moms and then she had a baby and was struggling so bad and she's like no not one single person asked how my mental health was and she she never thought that she was struggling because she like she took care of people struggling with this so she had to be fine Mm -hmm. and that's one thing that she said she said you need to check up on all of your friends every time they have a baby and ask them like how are you doing mentally and I've tried to do better at that but again my personality like that's not where I'm very strong I've I've tried to do better but I I hope that at least sharing this podcast where I don't have to be face to face with people that are struggling um I hope that it can help them in that way rather than me having to be like you have postpartum depression yeah. <laughs> you know because yes. that's that's not me but well and a lot of people don't react well to that so yeah. people do need this way where they can just you know not have to have someone in their face being like yo yeah you know? so it's yeah there's tons of different ways of going about it and I I think that's that's good yeah um, okay, so I'm going to ask the famous question, but to both of you. So what would you tell a dad whose wife is struggling with postpartum, better yet, or even just himself? So both sides of kind of, because it seems like you've experienced both sides. Knowing where you're at now, even though, like you said, you're just kind of starting a journey of healing. What would you say to somebody that's in the thick of it? that it's okay that it's not a negative i think that's part of it for me is i think that it's almost there's something wrong with me right like uh like my job is to handle this right and so i think it's more get rid of the stigma that it's a bad thing that anxiety or depression is a bad thing right you hear so much negative of 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 those those words but it, it's not it's not bad right it's just our our bodies do what they they got to do and our, our minds are part of that and if we can so i would just say it's okay right and yeah. um, figure it out go talk to a doctor talk to your to your partner talk to whoever you need to like like brooke said her and her sister it's nice because they they help each other a lot that's her best one of her best friends and so find that person who whatever it is right i mean it could be anybody you could or or listen to something like a podcast or a book or you know, whatever it might be, to find what you need to to figure it out. And you, I, most dads that struggle probably don't think they're struggling, right? Like we've both said, and like probably most of your people say, is they don't know until after the fact or until someone slaps them in the face or whatever it might be. And so I think just be, we can do better, be more self aware. 
and it's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think I think that's similar to what I would say. It's, I mean, it's okay to not be okay. You know, it's okay to get help, even if you're like me and figure everything out yourself. Um, and it's okay to let people help you. Like I said, my sister making a doctor's appointment for me, like. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have done that, but I was so grateful for that, even though in my mind, I'm like, I could have called the doctor myself. Thank you. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> but it's, it's okay to go through that. Um, but it's also okay. Like medication is okay. What, however you have to heal yourself, it's okay. And like, just, I don't know. It's okay to not be okay. It's yeah. my biggest thing, I think. I love that. Anything else you guys want to share? No, I think. I'm good. Thank you guys so much. Thank you guys. Thank you. It's been so awesome to hear your perspective too, Justin. Thank you. Thanks for paving the road for these (laughs) other husbands. Now get all the other dads out here. (laughs) Send me all those baby daddies, guys. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks again. Thank you for listening to the Rising Phoenix podcast. If you feel like you can relate and would be open to share your story with us, please email us at risingphoenixpodcast at gmail.com. For more information on local and national resources for pregnancy and postpartum health, visit www.postpartum.net or www.psiutah.org. We are recording from the Stone Sheba Podcast Studio in Provo, Utah. Check them out on Instagram for more info on our podcast and others. Thanks for listening.